radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Well, I've got you somewhere. Oh, just like my father said. Yeah. On your feet, little man. I'm gonna take what you can. For Tuesday, March 24th, 2020, uh, this is the Laced Up Social Distancing Podcast bonus episode. Did I get all the points there? Yeah. Um, anything Anything I'm forgetting? Um, uh, or, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, or, no, it's that's fine, I think, I don't know. Uh, I'm Brutes Battaglia um, from the north side. The north you should side. Say, yeah, that, that's a good thing to add. Yeah, da, I said the north side. Uh, from the north side. To the east side. Um, Moving on. And I'm James Cole. Yeah. And uh, and we are... Uh, we're a few blocks away from each other right now. This yeah. Is, this is different. I yeah. Can't, I can't see your, your lovely smile. Nah, I'm not letting anyone in my house right now. Are you kidding me? Oh, I, okay. Nobody, nobody's touching anything. Listen, you, you've you had things to do, okay? I don't know who you've been hanging out with, sort of, what sort of bozos you've been you've been in contact with. I'm not taking any risks here. This is... Oh, there was the... There was the flight full of people that I hung out with uh, that just got in from uh, Italy the other day. Uh, they seemed nice. Um, no, but not... Just not, not to make light of it, but... Uh, I I do uh, I I do know a, like a friend of a friend kind of situation. Um, guy works at like a, a painting store mm-hmm. in town. The, um, I can't remember which one, but uh, this woman comes in and she's like, she's asking a bunch of questions and he's like, oh you like what you, what are you painting? And she's trying to explain to him what what he wants to do and 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 then she just after touching a bunch of like samples and stuff, she she tosses in, uh, yeah I just got back from Italy yesterday. And I don't know what kind of a psychopath you have to be to not understand to to like leave your house yeah. if uh, if you just got like, but like that that's and out of control. It's even if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's like how were you just in Italy and you didn't hear the news or like observe fucking you know everything that's going on there? Like how do you, how could you just be there and be blind to it? You know. Just, just never noticed, eh? Yeah. Sure. Uh, gee, the, the streets sure are quiet today. It's like, <laughs> it's like the idea that Jim, Jim Carrey's character could live for like 35 years in the Truman Show and literally just catch on after 35 years that like the same fucking people greet him the same day, the same way. You know what I mean? Like the same car drives by every morning. It's just like, how? Like, how are you that oblivious for 35 years to not realize that every day is the same as the last? You know, yeah, same idea. Oh, definitely. So, how's your quarantine been? Have you have you done anything fun? I mean, uh, like that's that's the fun thing about this is you have to redefine what the word fun means. What, uh, what, have what, I, is, what is fun? Have at, I done anymore, anything yeah. fun? I rewatched a bunch of the Oscar movies from this year. I've come to the conclusion that 1917 should have won Best Picture. 
Um, I I've been enjoying watching movies on my home theater, uh, and I have a I have a sound bar that that kicks ass. And I just figured out how to connect my soundbar to the TV after, like, probably years of owning it. I've been using it for, like, other things, but never actually on the living room TV. And so I got it all set up and everything's good to go. Uh, but, like, uh, there isn't a remote for it. I haven't been able to find the remote for, like, almost, I don't know, like, almost a year now. And there's just no point to order a new one because, like, you know, I, I can use it without a remote. And then for some reason today I went to fire it up and, like, my subwoofer now can't find the fucking sub the, the the sound bar that's six inches away from it and has been for like five years, and the only way to reset the fucking subwoofer to connect to the sound bar is using the remote. Uh, so I ordered a new remote today. That doesn't sound like fun. No. Um, yeah. No. I I don't know. I've I've watched a bunch of stuff. I've gone on walks uh, of the same area that I've lived in for I guess over 20 years so you know like that's not really that exciting either um I haven't really seen anyone other than my mother how about you um yeah no not not really like right there with you on the on the walking front doing a lot more walking than I uh, than I normally would this time of year at least I watched uh, the entire uh, 2015 and uh, 2016 Blue Jays playoff runs. Um, the entire thing? Well, you know, it was like eight games each year, I guess, total. Even still. Five, six, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess you're a fan. I wanted to rewatch the uh, the Jets playoff run from, like, 2018, and I, I've, I have come up short trying to find the games, so i I got to dig a little deeper, I think. Couldn't find them on NHL, uh, like, the, the app, eh? I didn't really look that hard. I couldn't figure out how you could possibly go back that far. But Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Maybe you can. Because um, I, I know other people that have watched, you know, past games. But Sundin's, uh, Sundin's watch... 500th goal was on last night. I watched a good Ooh. portion of that game. Bar down. Yeah. Um, I've watched a bunch someone that doesn't of, watch... like... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, as someone that doesn't watch a bunch of, like, old, like, games from the past, like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I'm the only one here, but I found myself um, quickly falling into this weird, like, gee, maybe this doesn't turn out the way I thought it, it did. Kind of like, you know, I, oh, I don't know yeah. if I'm just fooling my... Like, I'm watching that Blue Jays game against, like, the Rangers there, that, the bat flip game, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and it's like, it's like 3-1 Rangers, and I'm like... Oh, maybe the Jays don't okay. win. It's like, wait, what am I talking about? Like, well, they, of course they won. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I I started rewatching the the Leaf series against the Islanders from O two, and no, that doesn't sound right. O two, yeah, it's got to be O two. And um, I know the Leafs win the series, but I honestly have no earthly idea who wins each game up until Game Seven. So, like, I have been watching that with, like, genuine excitement when the Leafs score a goal, you know. Like, I, I, I watched game one back, and I, like, I was convinced they lose that game. And then Ty Domi scores to make it 2-1, and I'm, like, standing in my living room, standing up, clapping like a fucking idiot. And, yeah. So that's where I'm at. That's my level of boredom and my level of excitement now with this with this whole thing. So what you, what you could, what you might say is that, um... You're looking for maybe some different some different options during your your quarantine time. Some different activities, perhaps. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, that's that's what we're doing here today for 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 you and 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 our listeners. Uh, this is the uh, the quarantine madness bracket breakdown. Due to the fact that we would normally be watching March Madness uh, around this time, uh, we thought uh, here at uh, Laced Up we would we would put together a little bracket of of things you could do to keep yourself from blowing your brains out during uh, this fine quarantine season. Yeah. Um, so we, we've got we've got four different uh, categories, um, and uh, we've got about uh, eight eight items per per category. And uh, you know what? You and I we're just going to sit down. We're going to uh, take some time because uh, we're not going anywhere. And no, uh, we're, we're going to get the only thing get to I the have to do is these things on this bracket. So, like you know, I can take an hour to nice. discuss the bracket because. Um, I'm just going back to like watching these shows or doing these things, I guess. Presumably, nice. anyway. I, I've barely looked at the bracket, but as per usual, so, I've done my I've done my massive preparation for this. Um, that now would be a good time for me to prep a lot of shit. Like now would be a good time for us to do a real detailed episode, but alas, uh, we did not. Yeah, the problem there is that there's there's no hockey to talk about to prepare for so yeah you know. i mean like like going back to what we were just talking about i guess we could watch an old hockey game and talk about it like while it happens and i will note this while i was watching the sundine game uh my favorite part was they come back from commercial for the second period and bob cole's just like and here's a look at the toronto strip here and it's like they're going down young street but they're not going down like the 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 <laughs> the blocks close to the ACC like they're like they're like 8 or 12 blocks up and they're going down the strip and you see five businesses okay on the left hand side there are five businesses and three of them I don't really remember like I'm sure they're still there and if they're not like I'm not really familiar with them so I didn't really take note of it but one of them is Future Shop which doesn't exist anymore <laughs> and the other one is Zanzibar the strip club which definitely still exists and is still right there. But I'm like thinking of it and I'm like you had literally any any block in Toronto they could have driven that fucking camera truck down. Any block of Young Street and they decided to pick the one with like the most notorious Toronto strip bar, which I thought was like just odd, an odd choice. Well, sometimes you got to go with what you know, right? So I I guess. Um <laughs> is, that, is that is that like Harry Neal and Bob Cole's version of fucking like uh, Jack Armstrong and Matt Devlin going to the keg after the games? Oh, hands down. That's what the how how could you assume any difference? <laughs> Actually, like the joke doesn't even work because the the color commentator on that game is Cassie Campbell, who I feel like Ooh. probably hasn't been to a strip club with Bob Cole, but I don't know that for sure. You'd hate to assume, anyway. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what they do with their free time, really. Hmm. Um. So yeah, if uh, if you're sitting at home and you're and you're missing sports and you're missing uh, going out to the theaters or taking your lady to a, a night on the town, um, Zanzibar. Yeah, we've we've got about th- <laughs> oh, uh, we've got about thirty-two activities that uh, could help keep you keep you busy this this quarantine season. Um, uh, we've got, uh, TV shows, uh, movie franchises, video games, and, uh, the always exciting board games, uh, mm-hmm. category. 
and um, we're just going to go on. We're going to go through and we're going to break this down and uh, figure out what uh, you and your uh, social distancing friends uh, should do tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, where, where do you, where do you want to start, Roots? What, uh, what, what category is tickling your fancy? Um, you know what? Let's uh, let's maybe start with board games because I will say. Uh, as someone who, again, is only um, with one other person right now during quarantine, board games not the most practical. Like, usually more fun with more than two people, depending on the mm. board game. But um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I don't know if we have any board games now. That I think about it. Wow. Uh, I, I have a plethora of board games. I mean, I'm familiar um, with everything on the list, uh, aside for one, which is going to be hilarious when we get there, because it's um, a very high seed. But, <laughs> ooh. Yeah. Yeah, no, let's start okay. there, I would well, say. All right, let's 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 break it down. Um, so in the, in the one versus eight seed, we've got uh, the first seed, Clue, versus the eighth seed, Pictionary. Hmm. Um... I uh, I don't like Clue. You don't like Clue? I don't like Clue. Why is Clue the one seed then? Didn't you make this bracket? Is Clue that popular? It's, it's wildly popular. Yeah. Um, I don't. Everyone I talk to, I don't hate Clue. I just like I I I'm looking. I don't know. We'll get there in a second. But there there are some low seeds that I would think would be a higher seed. But um, I don't know. Clue's fine. Clue Clue. You need to get kind of invested in the problem with Clue is there being only you know. Like so many fucking character options and things like that, it, it gets I don't know, it gets a little repetitive, and so Clue I think is like really fun one time, but after that it kind of I don't know loses its luster a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that that's exactly it. It's you play like it's, two or three rounds and you're like, okay, that's, that's what I mean. It, it's 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 a great like one or two off, um, you know, like like but i mean it's one of those things like i feel like you play clue and then you move on to another board game or like you have to space your clue games out it's not something you can play in succession where like some of right. these definitely are um and i guess that's the point of the of the bracketing so i don't i don't know like are you a big pictionary guy though well that's that's a good question like i i don't i don't really i don't really know if i i love pictionary either i'm i'm not good at it i i can't draw um I just I'm I'm thinking that you know Clue I think I think I'm going to go with Clue as my answer on this one. Um but I just wanted to get it out there, you know, like I'm just not a big fan. Like I should add that part of part of this entire bracket, the idea behind this is, you know, like a, a longevity factor, you know, you this is something that you're, you you want to do for uh, the night. You're you're in you for the night, right? You called so, it quarantine season, not quarantine week for a reason. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna go clue, mostly because okay. um, I can't draw for shit. So. Yeah, neither can I. No. Um, I, 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 I think I can. I mean, that's the hilarity with Pictionary, I guess. But I'm not. I don't know. I'm just. I don't like playing things that I'm definitely bad at. Um, you know. So. I'd like to have a fighting oh, chance during things, at least. It's not the competitive part of the game. It's just like I don't know. It, it makes it less fun for me if we're if I'm just drawing shit and all we're doing is laughing at it, and and I'm not good for anything else. So okay, yeah, no, I'm I'm okay with that. We'll uh, we'll move clue on to the uh, second round then, mm-hmm. and to hell with to hell with Pictionary. Mm-hmm. Um, in the two seed, 
Uh, we've got here, here, sorry. Here it classic. is, James. You're gonna need to explain sorry to me. Wow. I have never played it. I've I've definitely heard of it. Um, I at least to my recollection, I have no idea what kind of game it even is. Okay. Um, is it now? Well, uh, now I have to ask the obvious question: Is it is it a Canadian board game? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. Uh, it looks like it's an English board game, actually. Um, yeah, they're not that polite. In fact, they're notoriously no, they're... whoa. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Um, yeah, no. Please explain this to me. Okay. Well, first, first off, I'll I'll finish off by saying that the, the second seed, sorry, is going up against the seven seed, uh, Monopoly. Mm. Um, yeah, and Monopoly's so... getting my fucking vote regardless. So. Ooh, wow. Okay. Um, so, Sorry is a uh, a game that dates back to the uh, the 1930s. Um, basically, you've uh, you've got you, you ever played Trouble as a, as a kid? And there's a little I, pop up. I, that would be one I feel like I've probably played more likely than Sorry, but I don't really remember Trouble either. They're they're very much similar in in the sense that you've got you've got about four. Um, little pawns, each each player's four pawns, and you have to get each pawn around the board to the other side of the board basically, in, in a square. And then once you get all four of your guys around, um, you win. But like, the part, the, the, the sorry aspect is that if you land on the same square as someone, you bump them out of their spot, and then okay. they go back to their home Oh no, that, that and, actually sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I assumed it was going to be like a nonsensical game that, that no one likes if it's a number two seed. Uh, I Again, I, like, I'm going to go with Monopoly here regardless because um, I just genuinely think that should be a high seed. But the, the other thing is, is Monopoly is very Clue-esque in the sense that it, like, it gets quite frustrating pretty fast. And therefore... You know what I mean? It's only really good for like a couple times around, and then you get kind of bored of it. So, um, I quite like Monopoly, but um, yeah. So I mean, it's Monopoly for me for sure, regardless. But because I I look at yeah, Monopoly, I... I look at Monopoly as a potential one seed because I do think it's like one of the best board games ever. But it, I it's also got don't that know what it's Sorry got it's is. got that weird like I I find Monopoly's got it's like that Nickelback of board games where like. <laughs> People that okay. love it just they they die by it. Like it is the greatest board game of all time. And then yeah. there's like eighty percent of the population that are just like I feel yeah, like, that game fucking sucks. I feel like Nickelback's more of a of a everyone's heard of it and and true maybe music rock lovers don't love it, but the casual rock liker is a big Nickelback fan because it's so vanilla. That you can kind of get into it. And I think that maybe is Monopoly's. Monopoly's just like easy to understand. There's not really a lot of complicated rules to it. It's literally just life. Um, you know, which, uh, like, ironically, I mentioned life and the game life is inexplicably absent from this, but. Yeah, well, there's no, uh, there's no part of life, the board game, that has to deal with a pandemic, so I didn't really see how it <laughs> was really all that accurate. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like my my biggest problem with Monopoly is just like I find that, and maybe this is just me. Uh, the people I play with, uh, they either don't know what they're doing, and they need, and you have to explain everything like every two minutes to them. Oh, okay. Or 
they're so good at it that the game's over in like two rounds, and I don't even know what the hell just happened. Well, so, and, and I mean, and maybe maybe that's my fault. I mean, that's the problem with board games, and I mean, like inevitably, when board games gets to the final four, whatever fucking board game makes it there is going to fucking lose because board games kind of suck. But um, oh come on now, they're 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 a good time killer for sure, and there is merit to us having board games on here, but. Um, it's just like usually there are because board games have you have to have some sort of level of intelligence and it needs to be similar to the people that you're playing with and so you know what i mean like if you're playing with someone who's like gets the game way better than you then you're just fucked and and it's like you know what i mean it's going to be harder to grasp the board game whereas i feel like with card games like you catch on a little bit quicker in some cases than than has been the case with me playing board games in the past ooh card card games uh, also not an option for uh, your quarantine uh, you know season well but, but i mean that um, like that's a tough one though because i think like and the reason why i wouldn't have put card games on here in any capacity is cuz like it's it's so relative to who you are. You know what I mean? Like it's really hard to find like a broad interest card game. And I mean it's hard, it's another thing is too is I don't know about you. I don't really have any hard opinions on card games. Like I pretty much just like all right, what are we playing? All right. Do I know the rules? Yes or no? Am I good at it? Yes or no? And that's about it, you know. Like I don't there aren't really a lot of card games I like dislike or anything. Oh, that's fair. I'm trying to remember what um, the card game... Oh, a crib. I played crib out at camp uh, a few years ago. It was on Unreal. I'm pretty good at crib. Oh, I love crib. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at great. crib. I like crib. I grew up playing a canasta a lot with my mother. Um, <laughs> Mahjong? I remember how Mahjong? Too. Um, no, no Mahjong. Uh, so so I'm, I'm going Monopoly. Are you in agreeance or are you a big sorry guy? <clears throat> okay, so sorry was probably my favorite game growing up. Okay. So... So I'm gonna go. Sorry, is it time for our our tiebreaker? Uh, it is. It is. Okay. Um, and what's what's our guy? Well, so you we, should explain our we, uh, our tiebreaker. Long time listeners uh, will <laughs> note that uh, Brutes and I don't always agree. And uh, when you're doing a uh, opinion based bracket with only two people, there's there's bound to be some splits on a, on a few uh, categories. And uh, as a result, um, I, I took the notion to uh, uh, pull a, a, a third independent party uh, of, of, their, of their options. And uh, a longtime friend and, and, and number one fan, if I'm being honest, uh, loves this podcast more than anything in life, um, lives and dies by this podcast. Uh, John Chozik was uh, kind enough to, su- mm. uh, to, to supply... Uh, his tiebreaker of options. episode sixty nine uh, fame. Yes, uh, uh, that quiet guy. Um, um, yeah. So uh, while while I have voted sorry and Brutes has uh, voted Monopoly, uh, the tiebreaker is gonna go to Monopoly. Oh wow! Um, sorry to hear, so buddy. There it is. Sorry to hear. Ah, uh, that's fine. That is fine. Yeah, you got you got fucked on this one. Um. What's the next one? Uh, so we got the uh, three and six seed. Uh, the third seed is Trivial Pursuit, classic Canadian board game, uh, going up against uh, an all-time great mm-hmm. in chess mm-hmm. at six. Now, I <sighs> this is a tough one. Um, I I think if we're talking, I'm gonna go Trivial Pursuit, 
but I, I, I need to make it known that I have a fundamental respect for the game of chess because on my dad's side of the family, I think I'm the first person in a couple generations to not be, like, fucking incredible at chess. And so, um, I have, I have a lot of respect for it, because my dad used to play in chess tournaments, I believe was ranked in the country at one point, and his, um, I guess, I guess stepdad, but it's his dad, uh, is, like, like, I, I, I feel like was, like, a provincial champion or something when he lived in Nova Scotia, I'm, I'm not really sure, but I know he's just, like, when he was younger, was outstanding at chess. So I have a fundamental respect for it, and I think strategically it's, like, the most interesting game maybe on the planet. But uh, I like Trivial Pursuit because it's questions about do you know things, and nobody knows more useless facts um, than me other than maybe you. So... Um, Yeah, no, I love chess. Like I, I love to I play played, it, I'm just not um, great at it. I, I love it. I, I it's, played in I played in school. It's one of those games. Um, I'm I'm more than happy when I play a game and someone just mops the floor with me, and I'm like, yeah, that, that's great, good, you know, like it's kind of fun <laughs> to watch. Honestly, like it's it's really it's really quite an interesting game. I'm right there with you too. Like my my uncle was really into chess growing up. I, he won some shit in town uh, back in the day. Nice. Um, his Probably dad actually taught game. me to play chess. Um, it's one of the only memories I have from my, my mom's uh, father. So it's got a definite, like, a special place. Um, but I'm right there with you. Like, I I absolutely love Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit's like, just up my alley. And I think, like, Trivial Pursuit's one of those, one of the few games that if you, like, run out of options on the version you have, there are other versions to purchase. Um, right. Trivial, Trivial Pursuit, you could legitimately make your own version of it. To make it a little more interesting if you wanted. Like, you know what I mean? It's just the concept of a trivia game. And in reality, like, you know, it's it's just... Like, to me, basic trivia is, like, my favorite thing. Like, I like going to trivia nights. I don't go often. But, like, I would like to go to, like, just a generic bar trivia night. Where it's just, like, a bunch of shit. You have no idea what they're going to ask you, really. Because I, I think that stuff's super cool. And I do a lot of reading on on topics and i just I, I think it's more up my alley yeah no for sure it's a it's it's a great fucking game cool you're right all the different options um gives it the, I, i'll say this the only downside to trivia pursuit um that that i maybe chess has an advantage over is uh during social isolation uh maybe you don't have enough buddies to play trivia pursuit so mm-hmm. uh that might be the the one uh, you know, pro that chess has here. It's just uh, it's two people. It's true. There you go. You can play over the phone if you had to. It's true. Okay. Well, uh, so Shrew Pursuit wins. Uh, sorry to chess. Uh, uh, that leaves us with the four and five seeds. Sorry to sorry. Uh, ooh. Um, we've got uh, Risk at four See, and Scrabble at five. This is a good four five, I think, because I think these are. I think there's a a debate potentially here, um, but I'm. I'm not really going to overanalyze this. I just prefer Scrabble, um, which is probably predictable because I am an English major, and not only do I know a lot of words, I know how to spell them all correctly usually. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a Scrabble guy for sure. Um, so you're an English major and you like uh, the word game. I am a <laughs> I history major and I like the war game. 
<laughs> oh, and I'm going to lose so, the tiebreaker, too. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you know what, though? Like, I'm a, I'm a history minor. Well, you're an English minor, I guess, so this, this, this point kind of negates itself. But, like, I do have a lot of appreciation for history, and I think Risk is an interesting game. But it's... Uh, I, I, I do love me a good game of Scrabble. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm just good at Scrabble, so I just like Scrabble. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I remember, I, I had a I find that I had a girlfriend once who loved playing Scrabble like against me uh, for a bit, and then uh, then we played about I don't know like fifteen twenty times, and like I legitimately probably won every single game, and she was like starting to get like. You know, like, it's not like she, like, needed to win all the time, but she would have liked to mix in a one a win or two, and after a while, she's just like, I don't want to play Scrabble because you're just going to beat me, and I'm like, well, I fucking literally go to school for uh, to play this game, kind of, so, yeah. Mm. You know, it's yeah. to be expected, don't feel bad. My, uh, my dad's uh, brother has a camp, and uh, we would go there a couple times each summer growing up, and uh, I always remember that, like, for some reason, um, every Sunday there was like four or five people that would you know get together and start playing scrabble in the in the middle of the you know the little camp house and the kids were usually down like at the beach or whatever in, in in the lake and all this and 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 one sunday night i was like hey like it's it's raining or something couldn't go outside and I was, can i uh, can i play scrabble with you guys and uh I was uh, adamantly and sternly told uh, to leave uh, because uh, uh, I was not allowed to play Scrabble with the grown-ups. Because Go sit at the kids' serious. table and play fucking yeah. Monopoly. Like, I don't know if, if they were betting the mortgages of the different Ooh. camps around the lake or something. That's cool. They were very serious with this Scrabble game. But, I mean, uh, in any event, I'm going to take Don't get me I'm wrong. Risk. Like, I, I, I think I'm able... To not be competitive, I'm not one of those people that, like, can't turn it off. But if you want to have, like, a competitive tournament of something, like, I can fucking, uh, I can take her as seriously as you want. So it's like, you know, like, I have some respect for that, but it's also, like, you know, just relax. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, so as, as you predicted, um, the tiebreaker tie yeah. is going to, to risk, unfortunately, okay. so... Um, we we have both uh, won and lost a tiebreaker cool. at this point. So uh, we we got Clue Monopoly one versus seven. Uh, Monopoly. You're going Monopoly. Uh, wow, you're, Monopoly. this is the the big under the big underdog story here. Monopoly. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I would way rather play Monopoly uh, than Clue. Um, <laughs> yeah, I figured your point your your point about it being an eight uh, a, a low seven seed is is definitely ringing true like i understand why clue is a number one seed like the concept of clue is genius but like it's just people it's, people love it I, everyone i talk to loves it so yeah there's there's a limit to it i think for sure um okay so that leaves you want to make with, clue uh, more complicated go to a fucking murder mystery party or something then just, just go watch Knives Out. That's all you got to do. Yeah, honestly, or um, or, or Clue, <laughs> as it's come to be known. Yes, that also has a movie. Uh, three and four seed. This is a big one. We got uh, Trivial Pursuit and Risk. I'm I'm going Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, no, that's the right answer mm -hmm. for sure. Um, uh, that that is my all time favorite board game. Mm. Um, that that being said, with it going to the finals against Trivial Pursuit or against Monopoly, I should say. Uh, my my vote is also for Trivial Pursuit again uh, in the, in the finals of the board game category. Yeah, no, same here. It's Trivial Pursuit. I think it's just the most inclusive game uh, in a way because it just I don't know. It, it doesn't really 
require a lot of strategy to it, and therefore, you know, like, it, it just, it includes other people that maybe wouldn't be as good at, like, Monopoly and shit, and therefore I think it's the most diverse option given here. I'll agree with that. That, that it makes a lot of sense for sure. So, um, it, it nothing, nothing more to say. I'm, I'm going to stop talking. Trivial about Pursuit to the I, round I, of four. I, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. That's a that's a three seed coming out of the board game section. Um, anyone that took that in their bracket, you're doing great so far. Jesus Good for you. Christ, we should have we should have people place bets. No kidding. Uh, we're, we are the, <laughs> we are that board in quarantine on. season, so yeah. No, I I, no I was listening to Puck Soup today, and they were talking last week about how like people and like people in bands specifically, if they have like a show rained out, and they didn't like back in the day, didn't have like a lot of Wi-Fi access or whatever. They just kind of had to like resort to different things to keep them interesting. And and I think it was every time I die was the band that that Lambert was talking about, and it was just like they would they would fire up NHL 08 or whatever the fuck it was, and they would just, like, make a tournament, and but they wouldn't play any of the games. They simmed them all and watched them, and they would, like, place bets on who <laughs> was going to win the games and shit like that. And, like, I've heard of people joking about that over the past few weeks, just, like, since March Madness got cancelled, people have been, like, created all the rosters on 2K and made a tournament and, like, had it play out kind of that way. And I, I kind of scoffed at it, and a week into this, like, I've been quarantined for a week now, I, I'm getting close. Like, like, there, there, you know, a week from now, there aren't a lot of things that aren't going to sound interesting to me. I, I'm down for whatever. If there was ever a time for, uh, EA Sports to bring back the, uh, March Madness game, uh, it, it's now. Oh, like, we need we need it more now oh, than shit. ever. It's like they're like a year too late, right? Because they've been talking about like having that out maybe for next year, and it's like holy shit! If if like the NCAA had gotten moving on that like a year earlier, things would have been good. I feel like this is a natural transition into video games now. <laughs> uh, you, you're not wrong. Uh, let's <laughs> let's do that. Let's yeah. let's go to the video games uh, category. Yeah. Um. That will at least, at the very least, this will set up our uh, our finalist on the on the one half of the bracket. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is uh, as most of you should know by now. Uh, this is a hockey podcast, mm-hmm. um, and as a result, I felt obliged to put uh, NHL twenty as the one seed in the video game category. I think a lot of a lot of our listeners uh, they they play, and uh, as a result, it's it's got to be up there uh, for me. I would assume. Um, that of our listeners, that that would be the probably one of the go-to games, you would think. So, yeah. Now, on the flip side of this, um, uh, Royal Ma- Rory McIlroy Golf is the eight seed, yeah. and uh, there's nothing better than golfing when there's no hockey to be played. So, well, and and uh, Rory McIlroy Golf is a sleeper pick because it is of the games here one of the best to play uh, in in the, today's state of social distancing. Um, you don't really need to be super close <laughs> to another human being to play golf. So, not only that, um, the characters in the game are also practicing social distancing in in the sense that there's only one guy on the field True. at a time. So, True. you know, yeah, um, it's a very progressive game. I I do love Rory McIlroy golf in the sense that of any game video game to play when I'm drunk, it is by far my favorite. Um, because it doesn't really require a fuck ton of hand-eye coordination. It's it's a lot, you know, 
It's a, it's, uh, it's just easier to play when you've had a couple beers. So I respect it for that. But um, I, I could play NHL 20 all fucking day. I mean, like I understand that there's like glitches and 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 people have complaints to it, but I, I still think it's a really good video game. So yeah, it's it's NHL 20 all the way for me. Um, it would be NHL. 15 for me all the way like you know what i mean like i'll i'll just I'll play I, hockey. yeah I, I, I gotta be honest with you like if if i had a way to like fire up nhl hit so three or whatever i probably would fucking do it so um listener of the show get me, get me 2k5 let's well let's do it and yeah and and definitely i mean because it's something different but like uh also uh listener of the podcast tyler savioli was firing up nhl 94 tonight um which I thought was cool as fuck. It was like the Nordiques versus the Flyers or something. Matt Sundin scored. I was like, that's pretty cool. That is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. So, so I think Chell gets the nod there. Uh, our condolences to Rory McIlroy, and we'll see you in the off season. Um, the two seed uh, MLB, the show. Uh, I did not put a year, but uh, I'm I'm gonna just you know it's it's this year. It's the latest game. Sure. Uh, MLB the show twenty. Uh, versus the seven seed, which is your—it's uh, a, it's a genre. It's—it's it's your post-apocalyptic game. Um, yeah, if you're a PS4 fan, your la- your Last of Us is your your Bioshocks. Uh, if you're an Xbox guy, maybe it's more of a, a Gears of War type of thing. I mean, yeah. So the- this this might get a little philo- like a little too philosophical for like a fucking video game conversation, but like I really enjoy post-apocalyptic novels and movies and shows and like the concept of it because i think that there's from a literary standpoint a lot of different directions you can kind of take it and and i like that a lot the issue that i have with post-apocalyptic video games is when i play video games i want to have a good time and not that they're not fun, but they almost get a little bit too depressing for me, I find. It's just like, I don't know, it's a little too dark for me in a lot of the cases. Like, a lot of them are real good, but it's just like, um, I've played The Last of Us literally one time, and it's a fucking unreal video game, but it's just not something that I can, like, do all the time. Um, so therefore, I'm gonna go MLB the show. Because I am a sports guy, and I find sports, like, infinitely interesting because of all the possibilities. And uh, going back to chess, like, why I find chess so interesting is I kind of think baseball is literally like if chess were a sport, kind of. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to go the show. I, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. The Last of Us is my favorite video game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Um there's a sequel that, coming out. That would be I, the one, like, if we're talking post-apocalyptic. Like, I didn't... I found the game was so interesting that I wasn't depressed the whole time. And, you know, take that mm-hmm. for what you will. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Right. I just... I find them... I find the themes and the stories a little too heavy for a video game. Having said that, like, you know what I mean? When you watch a movie, like, you know that that's what it's going to be going into it. And it's just, like, with the post-apocalyptic video games, I can only play them so much in one sitting, and therefore, like, they don't really kill a lot of time for me, and I don't often finish them, and, you know. Oh, for sure. I was I was going to make the point, like, if if the sequel was coming out, say, next week, Jesus. I, I may be more inclined to lean more post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Because I know, as soon as that sequel comes out, 
that's that's it. I'm I'm done for like a month. That's the only game I'm playing. Um, but I've already played The Last of Us. I don't really. There's not a lot of replay value that I. You know, you can go online with them, but the online for those type of games, they're they're never they're never as much fun as the the storyline is for me anyway. So I'm I'm right there with you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go MLB the show on this one. And, I mean, you know um, me. Like I love post-apocalyptic things, but it's just yeah. I don't know. In a video game, it's not my cup of tea. No, for sure. Um, okay, the third seed. Uh, we got a uh, couple genres here, so stay with us. We've got uh, at the three seed, uh, your open world RPG. So that's that's your you know Grand Theft Auto, uh, your uh, Assassin's Creed type game, anything where you just take one person and literally go wherever you want to go with that person nice. uh, within that universe of that game. Uh, versus the six seed, which I I've been told might be a little low in terms of its seeding. Um, the first-person shooter category. So your your Call of Duties, your Battlefields, your yeah, you know, I mean, World War II, you know, it's a six seed though in the sense that like, I I don't I don't know. I, I get it. I get the appeal. It's another like kind of like. Uh, it's similar to the post-apocalyptic when again like the theme is like a little dark and uh, like if you're playing like the campaigns. To me, I can only really play so much of it until it's, like, kind of, you know, I'm getting sick of shooting people. Um, you know, I get it's a video game, but it's still kind of just, I don't know. But it's, like, they're closer to, like, a sporting game to me than, like, a post-apocalyptic is. Like, you can make the argument that, like, playing Call of Duty is essentially, like, you know, a as much of an eSport as playing, like, electronic sports. You know what I mean? Like, Call of Duty, there is a, a merit to, like, good and bad and strategy. And, like, I, I just think it is a little bit closer yeah. to, like, a sporting game than anything else, despite it not actually being a sport. Having said all that, I... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've tired of the open world games over the last, like, ten years. It was something I really enjoyed as a teenager. Um... Because I, I think the illusion with the open world games is that, you know, you're looking for that sense of freedom um, out of your character and you can kind of do whatever you want. And as soon as, like, you become a young adult, I, I don't really feel that need for the searching of freedom anymore. Um, because, you know, I'm an adult, so I can do whatever I want. But uh, I... Wow, that got wildly philosophical. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's just the way I see it. I... <laughs> I I don't know. I guess I'll give the edge to the open world. Mm, I played a lot of uh, played a lot of Mafia and GTA as a kid. So yeah, it was a big Mafia. Yeah, I I, I love me some GTA. I I downloaded. Uh, I I really loved the Assassin's Creed games growing up. It was a, a very historical esque setting. They used real life people in in real life scenarios, and obviously they just kind of you know bent the spent the reality a little bit on, on all that and uh, had a lot of fun with those games growing up. Not so much recently, but uh, mm -hmm. GTA has always been fun. I I hate Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. That being said, I'm pretty much on board for any other first-person shooter type of game. Like, I love your World War II games. Did you ever get Played into... Played um, long ago. Did you ever get into Ghost Recon as a kid? Ghost Recon? I Tom, know I, Tom Clancy? Yeah, that that's a franchise, right? Like, yeah, there's more than one. Yeah, it's it. it I want to say I had a couple Call of Duty's fucking rival, 
like Ghost Recon, Medal of Honor, and Call of Duty were kind of like the three, and then Call of Duty just eventually took over. But um, for a while, like I think Ghost Recon really mastered it in like the early days. Especially, it was more of like a computer game. It wasn't as good for the PS2 or whatever the fuck. But um, it was really good on the computer. And I was mostly a computer game player until like I don't know, till like 2008 maybe. So um, mm. yeah, I, I liked Ghost Recon quite a bit. I um, I'm gonna give. I think I'm gonna give my edge to first person shooters, and and here's why. Um, I was uh, at a friend's house uh, last week, and uh, they that busted out the they got the they got the new Nintendo Switch, right? Okay, and uh, they busted out uh, James Bond's Goldeneye. Mm. And if you're tossing that into the into the ring, yeah, like that's that's yeah, not no, a, that that's counts. almost an automatic win. So. I'm I'm gonna tip my hat to uh, first-person shooters. I think in this in this regard, okay. um, and I, I know what the tiebreaker R- is. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go RPG. Okay, and uh, yeah, tiebreaker uh, looks like it goes to the first-person shooter. Yeah. So that is that. Thanks for that one, Johnny boy. Uh, so that leaves us with the four and five seeds. We got uh, Madden Football in the four seed. And uh, driving racing games, so your your NASCARs, your Formula Ones, maybe your your Need for Speeds uh, uh, in the five seed. Uh, that that's a real close call. Uh, I'll say right off the hop. Yeah, I I go Madden just because of the I think more possibility to it than like a driving racing game. Whereas you know with Formula One and like like you know Formula One for sure you know, each car is faster than the rest, so it's like, it is a bit of a more predictable sort of sport, kind of, uh, but I mean, like, as far as car racing goes, it's, I guess, the most competitive, um, but, yeah, I don't know, I, I would go Madden here. You want Madden? Mm-hmm. Um, see, I, we, we play Madden together, uh, online, um, and that's that's really been my only experience with it. Like I, I had, I want to say like oh five or oh six when I was young, and I played that a little bit. But I was never really a big football guy growing up. Um, been appreciating it more lately. I, I love I love our our thing that we got going on um, online. But I've I've always enjoyed a good driving game. Um, you know, toss to, even even as boring as as NASCAR can be. Sometimes I always bought the the NASCAR game when it came out, and I'd, I'd play that for well for hours on end each yeah. Each week. And I, I mean, like I guess I mean it is us filling it out. Like I guess I would say that I have above average knowledge, I guess, on how NASCAR works, and so do you. Like I, I used to like race it competitively online and was actually quite good for a while um but uh, yeah I, I don't know i i just i think there's more possibility i like sporting games because you can kind of you know I, I just think there's endless sort of possibilities on where you can go how good you can be how bad you can be it's part of the reason why i like sports and i like to simulate sports online too so i don't know i, I, I got two words i got i got two words for you yeah Mario Kart. What? What's the point? Ah, it's it's fantastic. They're, they're, it, it <laughs> oh, is okay. a perfect game. 
there is like, there is no there's no downside to Mario Kart. Not really. Like as long as you don't pick Wario, you're 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 in the competition. Because um, I didn't know this till later, but Wario's slower than like all of the other drivers, and it's like, oh, well, that that's hilarious. So, yeah, yeah. No, he's just a bully. Yeah, he's just he's just yeah. an enforcer out there. It's literally just trying to like run you off the road is all he's trying to do. He can go to hell. Yeah. Okay, so you're going Madden, I'm going driving. That brings us to another edition of uh, Chosix Corner. I don't know. It's going to be um, um, John Mario apparently Kart is guy. a Madden guy. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a Madden fan, so cool. there you go. The edge goes to Madden. Okay. Um, okay, so that leaves us with the one-seed NHL 20 versus the six-seed first-person shooters. Uh, NHL. Yeah. Not really a debate there. That's I, not no disrespect to the first person shooter. I've had a lot of good times with that uh, that genre per se. But you know uh, when you play Chell online against the like the guy who just makes the same rule or sorry makes the same move, and it's just like eventually if you plan ahead you can stop it. I find first person shooters are like the game where it's like yeah this guy's just gonna fucking hide out in this one spot and he's gonna kill you every time and you're just fucked and there's nothing you can do about it. And he's just gonna get you. I don't know. I find it more hmm. frustrating. I, 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 it's like the line from Superbad when Michael Sarah's playing the first-person shooter game, and he's just like, "How? Like, why even make the game if you can't win?" Um, that's kind of how I feel about first-person shooters sometimes. So, fuck that. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Um, okay, game. so that uh, that that vaults uh, NHL 20 into the finals uh, there, and uh, the last. Uh, Last grouping, we've got MLB the show at the two seed and Madden at the four seed. I prefer the show. I would give the edge to Madden, I think, because I think it's just a better time waster. You think it's the better time waster? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So you're saying it's it kills more time during a quarantine than the show does. Yeah, it's like I, I understand why people don't like baseball because the games are the seasons are 162 games. And if you make it shorter, it's like a lot more of a random sport, so it's more frustrating. So, it, like, there's not really any way to, to, you know, do it unless you're a baseball fan. Whereas with football, like, it's just a 16-game season. It's almost like, you know, like one-game elimination playoffs. It's just it's easier for random shit to happen, and I think it, I, I don't know, I just think it, it's a little more, more fun. So wouldn't wouldn't the 162-game schedule make it a longer activity than the Madden? I feel like, my point is, I think people will get, get tired of baseball more. I think football is a more oh. universally accepted sport for that reason. Uh, don't get me wrong, I prefer baseball for sure. I think of the four major team sports that football is, by a fucking country mile, the worst. But, um, I get the appeal for everyone else and i still like it i'm not saying i don't like it i just just you know it's the worst hmm. sport okay uh i I've, am i'm definitely i've been going to all four and, and i've football is by far the worst <laughs> life so there you go okay for a reason uh, that, that's that's fair i've never seen a football game live i will take your word for it yeah, they're fine yeah i'm i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go the show for sure on that one and you're sticking with madden and uh, once again, we we head to the tiebreaker, and uh, that goes to the show. Okay. So that's two votes for uh, MLB. Yeah, I'm fine losing that one. That's fine. 
that's that's very understandable. Um, As someone who's been playing the so, show for like five straight days, and I think I might have carpal tunnel syndrome now. Yeah, I I, um, I definitely can waste time with the show. I was playing it when you called me. Actually, I'm nice. in the uh, top of the eleventh with uh, the Jays, tied with the uh, Cardinals in St. Louis. Ooh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, um, so we've got a one-two final uh, in the video game category. Um, uh, that leaves us uh, with NHL 20 at the one seed and MLB The Show in the two seed. I spend the most time out of any video game playing NHL, so I'm going to go NHL. Hmm. Okay. Um, here, here's here's my gripe with, with, with Chill versus The Show. Mm-hmm. While we haven't explored it, I, I much prefer playing MLB online versus my friends than I do playing uh, NHL online. Okay. Um, both in a single game format as well as like, you know, NHL doesn't really give it the option to do uh, any sort of season or tournament uh, online whereas uh, the the show does. Um, that being said, I I do like hockey more than baseball. So this is a that's a real tough uh, coin flip for myself. Um, My thing with NHL is like the computer of the game is as smart as you want to make it, and so if you get tired of playing against the computer, you can just make the computer smarter. And so, like, I think that, like, I quite honestly would never need to play a single fucking video game against anyone else ever, but. NHL I find is the one that I can I can make it more challenging if I need if I start to get bored of it I can tweak some things and make it more difficult and um, even within the skill levels there are certain like sliders that you know what I mean you can turn like if there are things that you're bad at turn up the CPU version of it and then so I don't know like I just I I just don't get tired of playing uh, shell because I I don't know there's just more room to move, I think. Hmm. Okay. I think strategically speaking, baseball, you, if you know the sport, there's only so much room to really move within pitching strategies. And to me, it just makes the game easier after a while. Hmm. I've, I've, I can't say I've noticed. I, I'm, I'm willing to take that, uh, that point. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with NHL for two reasons. Uh, one, this is a hockey podcast, and uh, two, uh, John did not have NHL versus MLB in his bracket, so there really isn't a tiebreaker. Okay. Um, so there you go. I'm I'm gonna go NHL and just kind of make things easy. Okay. And uh, uh, you know, speaking of, of the speaking curves, of so hockey, speak. what movie do you prefer, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? <laughs> True. Um. So I guess in that case we will move over to our movie franchises category, mm. uh, since you mentioned one of our uh, movie franchises. Uh, I'm going to go into this uh, with the uh, you know forefront knowledge to all of our listeners that uh, Brutes uh, doesn't like. I'm going to say about ninety uh, percent of the films that are, we're, we're going to talk about Ooh, here. So. Yes, a lot of really really bad movies in here, for sure. I'm willing to admit. I'm willing to admit that they're not the best movies, but 
the reason that I, I wanted to put a, a franchise category in is because again we're not looking for something to kill two hours. This this is this is a season, not sure. a week, like you said. Like we we got to kill a lot of time here. I mean, it's um, reasonably possible that come like May long weekend, I'm fucking sitting at home watching the Transformers movies, but I wouldn't bet money on it yet. I will send for help if that happens. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get it going. The movie franchises category in the one seed. And I, like, I I uh, guess we should clarify, you pretty much just picked, like, the eight most popular franchises of all time, right? Because, like, that seems to be the theme here, is just box office hits, more or less. Pretty much. Um, I think there was one that I left out, um, where it was like, they had two films, and the two films together were really popular or something, Mm -hmm. but... Um, yeah, these these are you you know you're right. These are the heavy hitters. These are the more than the two masses. movies kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Pe- people love these these films overall, uh, more or less. Uh, it's it's a good time, not something you have to sit there thinking about. Not not so. on the list, but I would be curious to know your thoughts though. Have you seen all of the John Wicks? I have seen none of the John Wicks. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm not saying it should many, or shouldn't be on the list. I just think. There's three of them. Currently, they're making a fourth three. one. Um, I think oh, wow. I think the first one, it came out, it did fine at the box office, and then, like, six months later, everyone's like, did you see that fucking John Wick movie? And it, like, it kind of gained popularity after the fact, almost like a cult classic, but not to the point where it's only got a specific following. Like, obviously, it became huge, but it, it wasn't overnight. It wasn't one of those movies, like, by the end of the weekend, everyone was at the theater. Like, I, I really don't think it did very well its first weekend. Um, hmm. But three movies later, it's, like, one of the most popular franchises going right now. So, hmm. They're really good. Okay. I, I'm a big fan, but I really like Keanu Reeves. And, you like, you know this, I'm not a massive action movie guy. Like, I'm really, really picky when it comes to action movies, but I think it's they're fucking great because they're... Um, funny while still having a plot while still being kind of dark it's just a really good mix so, some are funny I'll, I'll say that i don't know john wick but some are really not that funny and well uh, yeah yeah so. no, i i mean like the john like john wick has like more like winky humor it's not like kind of goofy and like fun the whole time it's 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 like it's got a lot of darkness to it but there are a few scenes where it's just like oh that's fucking pretty funny Oh yeah, no. G- give me Bruce Willis trapped in the Nakatomi Plaza uh, four times over, mm. and yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll, I'll take that every day. Fair enough. Yippee um, That being said, uh, you're right. We got the the eight heavy hitters here for the movie franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one seed we got Star Wars, mm-hmm. and uh, the eight seed we have the Transformer uh, uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? Um, what do you like? I mean, now is the perfect opportunity. <laughs> None of it. <laughs> For me to say, uh, or sorry, it now is the perfect opportunity for me to follow through with what I said I would do and watch the Star Wars movies. So that is something that gradually, I'm not, I'm not really going to binge them, but I'm going to gradually kind of chip away at them over this uh, self isolation season. So um, I will do that, but I should concede that I have seen more of the Transformers movies by a large margin. Then I've seen Star Wars. I've only seen, like, maybe two Star Wars movies. Um, it's fucking Star Wars far and away. The Transformers movies are, I think, all, every single one of them, every minute of them are horrible. I think they're terrible movies, but 
Um, I yeah, I don't I don't really don't. That's the one I don't get the appeal. Like I get the appeal of like the Marvel movies and shit. They're just not really for me. But it's like I don't I really don't fucking understand why people like the Transformers movies. Like if you if you're curious about special effects, then fucking go to school for doing special effects or something. I don't really know what the fucking allure is. Hmm. That's fair. I do like um, Shia LaBeouf. I guess that's the one note I'll give him. You do. You, you like Shia LaBeouf, eh? I'm a big Shia LaBeouf fan. Oh, I can't really stand the guy, to be honest with you. I think he is a very good actor that just because he's like semi nuts in real life, um, he just doesn't really get the roles that he probably is deserving of. I guess um, this it, it may even go back to my hatred of him on that TV show from our youth. Uh, oh, how, what was he? In? How dare you make fun of even Steven, sir? How yeah, that you? that was all. That was he, that was he is the um, even Steven, sir. Hmm. Um, just real quick, uh, since we're talking about these two films head to head, Mark Hamill versus Shia LaBeouf, uh, who has uh, more acting roles <laughs> all time? Yeah. Uh, on screen or just in general? On screen. Okay. I'm going to go Shia LaBeouf then. I feel like Mark Hamill did a bunch of Broadway was my hesitation. Well, not Broadway, but just like theater. He does a lot of uh, voice acting. That's his big okay. thing. I he would count that. He loves voice acting. I think acting. that counts. Uh, I wasn't counting voice acting. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Shia, just give us uh, an Mark answer. Hamill's been in 39 films. Wow. Yeah, like on. I screen. did not think. I, I I asked this question going into it, thinking like there's there's no way that Mark Hamill has more. Yeah, but, I, uh, I'm just gonna. I'm, wait, it he looks has like more? he's got. Yeah, he's got the edge. Oh my god. Yeah. I Charlie couldn't. Got, I can't uh, name a movie. I can't even think of a time I've ever seen Mark Hamill in anything other than Star Wars. And having just told you how much Star Wars I've seen, I've essentially never watched the man act. But. Yeah, uh, LaBeouf comes in at 32, Hamill's got 39. Okay. He was in, uh, he was in, uh, what was it here? It makes I sense, he I is recognized. significantly older. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's in nothing. Like, you're right. Like, you, none of the films that he's in would you have seen. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's just been in a bunch of different shit, I guess. So, cool. there you go. Um... Okay, so yes, yeah, so we're taking Star Wars uh, in the movie franchise category. Uh, the two seed James Bond versus the mm. seven seed Pirates of the Caribbean. See, like this is the only instance in the movie franchises where it's actually two franchises that I've seen a good chunk of and also like really enjoy. I'm not gonna lie to you; I've, I've kind of been wanting to fire up Pirates of the Caribbean lately. I. Wow! Really enjoy. Okay. I don't know. I really liked them for what they are. Like they're just, uh, you know, they're just that classic big box office hit where you go. There's some drama. There's some good effects, but it's like kind of more for just a laugh sort of thing. And I don't know. I kind of, I, I kind of enjoy that. Because um, I don't know. Like it, you just, you don't need to rely on the story super heavily. But they're still good movies. I would go James Bond for sure. But I I have to let it be known that I definitely enjoy the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's one of the few franchises, if it's on TV and I turn it on, I will probably keep it on the TV. I like them all. I, I liked the first two Pirates of the Caribbean. After that, it, they, they kind of lost me. Um, 
overall. They're still in like they're in a, they're entertaining. Like it's not like I'm I'm gonna walk out of the room if it's on. But like I as far as the storyline goes, like once once they got into that third film, it, it really dropped off for me. Um, so I'm I'm a James Bond guy all the way for sure yeah. as well. Um, who's who's your Bond? Who's who's your favorite Bond? I don't think we've ever talked about this. Uh, I've slowly come around on Daniel Craig. Yeah, I think I think Daniel Craig's got to be my answer. To be honest with you, how how much have uh, like have the old ones have you seen? Like, have you, have you a good chunk? Well, or? okay, so there's there's Roger in order. It was it wasn't Roger Moore first, right? It was uh, uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Who was the first Bond? Like in chronological order. Yeah, the, the guy that likes to sleep with Alex Trebek's mother, Sean Connery. Sean Connery, he wasn't the first Bond. Yeah. He was the very in first chronological one. order of like when the movies were made. No, it was fucking nineteen sixty four's Doctor No, Sean Connery. Okay, maybe I don't know. I'll take your word for it. I mean, uh, Sean Connery's fine. Um, George Lazenby was the name I was trying to fucking think of there. I thought he came first, but he, he was the guy that came in. He did one. I film thought he had two after was Connery. Thing. Yeah, Connery did like three or four, and then Lazenby came and did one. And then they went back to Connery for another two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, Daniel Craig's my answer. I've seen, I think, almost all of the Roger Moore movies. The only one, and it's going to sound hilarious, I think the only Roger Moore movie I have no recollection of ever watching is Octopussy. Um, which is the funniest fucking name for a movie ever. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I've seen both the Timothy Daltons. I like Timothy Dalton. I, I think Pierce Brosnan didn't get enough respect. I think he did a pretty good job, but um, no. I think he came into the franchise at a time where it was really losing a lot of hype. Hmm. And That's fair. like they'd they had lost Roger Moore, who was like he did the most films, right? Yeah. So like they lost him. He was really popular. They brought in Dalton, and Dalton was just like he was fine, but he fizzled out. He just he was in and out. He did two films. And then after that, people were like, "Yeah, this this franchise is going to die." And then so Pierce Brosnan had to kind of had to deal with that crowd, and I I I, I give a lot of credit to him, kind of saving the franchise in a way. Like by the, by the late yeah. '90s, early 2000s, it was like, okay, like James Bond's cool again, right? Well, yeah, so, I mean, think about it. Like Casino Royale came out, and everyone was kind of rolling their eyes, and I'm like, oh my god, and it, you know, it ended up being a fucking huge hit, and. Here we are now, and Daniel Craig somehow on his fifth movie, when it was like for a while everyone's yeah. like rolling their eyes, and now it's like, yeah, no, he actually legitimately is James Bond. Like that happened fast, yeah, you know. So, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Connery because I, li- I like the I like the originality factor. I have a soft but, spot uh, for Timothy Dalton because I'm a big Hot Fuzz fan. So, ooh, okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go Connery with like a, a good nod to to Craig. Like I I think if if depending how this next one goes, he he could be my guy. So we'll go there. In the three seed, we got the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that's any of the five thousand Marvel films that have come out in the last uh, three hundred uh, weeks. Um, or uh, the number six seed, the Fast and Furious. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel guy. Eh? You, you know, you're not a big fan of family. Who is that supposed to be? Is that? Uh, Who's uh, family? Who's the guy in the... Is that a Stan Fischler impression? Family. 
the the familia. <laughs> um, what's his name? Said fucking Fast and Furious guy. There. Uh, I I think you're thinking the guy, of Vin the Diesel. Didn't is die. probably what that was supposed to be, okay. but I I yeah. Um, to answer your question, no, I am not. I don't, I don't, I don't like them. If it is like a, if it's a must and I have to make a decision between Fast and the Furious and Transformers, I would much sooner watch the Fast and the Furious because I think there are like reasons why those movies are like kind of watchable, but generally speaking, they're pretty bad and, um, some of the Marvel movies are definitely good, so... I like the fast, uh, the the first one, the Fast and the Furious. The yeah, first, I enjoyed it. First one, was honestly, good. and it like was just it was all. It took a while to get there, but I actually enjoyed Tokyo Drift. But I enjoyed it oh, while yeah. also true, admitting true. that it was like kind of when for sure the movies were like going downhill. I'm not really sure why I enjoyed it so much, but I actually did like that one. But I've seen, I don't know, the first what's Tokyo Drift number five. Three. That's all it is. I've, okay, I've seen the first three, and then after that, that was enough. I don't, I don't really like them. Fair They're enough. fine, whatever. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Marvel as well. I, I think I've seen the entire like storyline uh, through now. There's some good. There's some bad. There's some really bad. Um, but overall, uh, it's a quantity over quality How many, thing here. It's a quantity. When, when did the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies start the way we know them now? That'd be uh, Iron Man in 07, I think. Oh, okay, that's it, eh? 07 or 08. So, I'm going to guess that there's like fucking 25 of them, maybe? Or is there way more? I think there's 23. Wow, I was fucking pretty close. I think there's 23. I was wondering if, like, it went way back to, like, the 70s and, like, when they, like, the first made, like, a fucking, I don't know anything about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They first fucking made, like, an Incredible Hulk movie or some shit. And I like I honestly thought the number was gonna be like hundred and ten. But okay, mm. that makes more sense. No, like twenty three so like, movies so like Spider Man and, and Yeah. Spider Man and X Men are, are like they're Marvel characters, but uh Sony had the rights to those like franchises, mm-hmm. like of the early two thousands that you that your your Toby Maguire Spider Man films. Is your, he your is he Incredible Hulk Marvel X-Men or is that films? DC? Is That's it? Marvel. Okay. Yeah. So, so what's DC? DC um, is I think like Batman and and Superman. Batman, Superman. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because um, that's Stan Lee, right? Wonder Woman. Yeah. No, Stan, Stan Lee is Marvel. Marvel. Oh man, who yeah. who's DC then? I think it's, it's a, a bunch a, of it's guys. a collaboration okay. of guys. There's there's yeah there's a few like like someone made Batman. Okay. Someone made. I'm gonna credit Superman, the creator of the it. DC comic and cinematic universe as Adam West. Yeah. Nice. I'm down for that. Let's do it. Okay, so that moves Marvel into the next round. Um, uh, the four-five seed. Another tough matchup, in my opinion. Like this, th- I think all of our four-fives are really tough. Very but, willing um, to understand and see the merit to the Lord of the Rings. They are not my fucking cup of tea whatsoever. So I would go Harry Potter in a landslide for me, but. The better movies are probably the Lord of the Rings from a cinematic, you know, perspective. But um, I strongly prefer the the storyline of Harry Potter. At this point of my life, I don't even consider myself a Harry Potter fan either. But I was at one point. 
So I, I, I guess I'll get it out of the way. Harry Potter's the four. Uh, Lord of the Rings the five. Yeah, that's that's tough. Like I, I think I'd rather do Harry Potter now. Like in in my lifetime, I'd rather do that now. But if you've never seen them before, like that's kind of where I'm going from. Like you know, the audience, you're looking for something to do here. The first time I ever saw the Lord of the Rings films, like each one individually, was like like just blew me away every time where I can't really say the same for any of the Harry Potter yeah. films maybe that's because I read the books where I didn't read the Lord of the Rings yeah. books yeah I've only but, probably yeah, gotten because I only read up to the Goblet of Fire for Harry Potter and I believe I've only seen up to the Goblet of Fire in terms of the movies so um, I would I would probably have more of appreciation at this point too just because I've never read the Lord of the Rings, I don't care to ever read them. I don't. It's too. I've said this before. It's too fantasy-ish for me, um, which I understand. I'm comparing it to a movie in which a fucking university well, which is, yeah, or a fucking wizards, high school yeah. of students learning magic, uh, you know, and playing a fucking <laughs> version of football that takes place on brooms with a fucking little golden ball that flies around that you're chasing, but. Uh, I would sooner... And, and also, it's going to take on, in the next round, uh, a space opera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I No, I'd rather watch uh, Alan Rickman, for sure. Have a holly jolly Ooh. Christmas. It's my Alan Rickman. Well, that was... Uh, it was Jimmy Fallon's Alan Rickman, but... True. Uh, I, I'm going to go Harry Potter yeah. as well. Um, cool. Just... There it is. The the one through four seeds all moving on in the movie franchises. That's 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 cool. No upsets. That's fine. It's gonna happen. March Madness. You know everybody's got. There's one bracket. You know everyone's. You're you're, you're a one seed for a reason. Yeah. Kind of thing, right? So. One verse four. Okay, I, I'm so going takes... Star Wars. I'm not gonna waste any time on that. It's. I still think it's Star Wars far and away. It's Star Wars all the way for me as well. Like that's that's great. We can we can. Bank that out of it's the just I know right enough away. people that just think Star Wars is the greatest fucking thing on the planet for me to just uh, like I admit that the majority of people are probably right. So, oh yeah. By the way, I meant I meant to mention this in the first round. Um, in your pursuit to watch the films, just stop after the first three. Oh, okay. just just stop. Well, then I yeah. I guess just, just I've already seen like two thirds of the Star Wars in that case. So yeah, they're good. Do, do the first three, watch Rogue One, and then maybe the, the TV show on Disney Plus, The Mandalorian. That's all you need to watch. That's that's enough. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll see how far I can get, because again, like, as much as I'm willing to watch them, I've, I've already admitted that I'm not a big fucking sci-fi guy, so it's already, you know, toying the line for me, for sure. Like, as far, yeah. like, if we're talking Don't. fucking fantasy, like, Arrival borders on too much fantasy for me and that's really a movie about you know fucking aliens coming to earth and amy adams trying to learn their language like that is where my line is it's it's a very fine line for me for sure that's fine um i get it just just i don't want to see you watch 11 films expecting 11 great films so i'm not i'm yeah. not good uh two verse three we got james bond versus the marvel uh james bond James Bond. Okay, that's the one and two seeds coming out of the movie franchises uh, category, uh, which takes us to the the big one, the the one versus two seeds here. Um, Star Wars Bond. Going James Bond. I 
understand that in the canon of movies that the you know the reasonable choice is probably Star Wars just given the amount of you know attention that it's gotten over the years and the amount of you know respect but uh, I just genuinely think James Bond is one of the smartest concepts I've ever heard of a movie franchise because it really doesn't have many limits um, like as long as you just keep casting a good looking uh, in shape 35 to 55 year old in the role that's you know either fucking British or Scottish or something like that then um, you can kind of just keep making those movies forever and I think it's genius so I think it's the way to go you think we ever get a, a, a black James Bond I don't really see why not because I think at this under at, at this point everyone needs to kind of understand that this isn't you know <laughs> this isn't uh like supposed to be the same guy you know like, like yeah that's that's, like, that's always this, where I come down on it right this is a, an agent with the code name James Bond like it, it's a 007 agent and it's a new guy doing the job and Having said that, like, there's nothing really that says he needs to be white or anything. Like, like, you know what I mean? You can cat you can, as long as they're British or from some, you know what I mean, country that comes from like British rule in the past. I think it conceivably makes sense that th- that they could be James Bond. So you're, you know? you're saying we might see a a Ryan Gosling as a as a James Bond, perhaps. I I don't think he would do it, but I would be perfectly fine with him doing it. Like a Canadian um, would be okay. Yeah, I think so. Like the one the one guy that would be kind of tricky that I would like to see do it is like fucking Oscar Isaac, but he's he's technically I guess American, like he's American slash Guatemalan. So, but I don't know. That might be kind of a tough one. Mm, that's fair. I think he I think just the cut of his jib kind of makes him fit to be a Bond, though. Like, he's kind of got that, you know, rugged, but still kind of sleek look to him. Anyone else horny? Um, yeah, no, I I, I think Idris Elba would be good, too. Uh, to answer your question, it's a quarantine, uh, everyone is horny. Yeah, no, uh, I, I think, you know, you're right, I, Idris is definitely, like, the, the go-to. Uh, apparently he's not interested in the role, so I, I think it's kind of a uh, a, a moot conversation, but he was the guy that everyone kind of rallied around for for that uh, that role at one point. Was that time. Elba? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I think it'd be great. Um, anyone of color, as long as they're you know, as long as they can even play a British person, like they don't even fucking really need. Like if if Oscar Isaac can do a British accent, then I think it makes sense because like this is where I come back to is like, I, I've always kind of had an issue with people being like, well, how come you don't like, like, you know, this guy's playing a disabled person. How come, you know, it's not a disabled actor. And that's, well, that's because it's acting. I mean, I'm all for, you know what I mean? Like true to true to who the actor is, but I mean, you don't need to do that either. Like as long as it's someone that can just play the fucking character, do whatever you want with the casting. As far as I'm concerned. Christian Bale is Batman. Let's let's go. 
As Bond, you mean? Sorry, because he's definitely meant. he's definitely he's already, already Batman, he's and I'm that, fine with yeah. him being Batman for sure. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bond as well, only because yeah. there's a few I haven't seen through the movies. I would think too, like for sure. There's just more of them. Like they're better. It's a better time waster than Star Wars. Let's be fucking honest here. It is. There, there's enough that killer, I haven't seen waster, that I could watch for the first time. Uh, as well as a few that I really love, and some that I've only seen, you know, maybe once or twice that you can go back to and and enjoy again. Whereas Star Wars, I have seen so many times, and mm-hmm. you know, as I'll, I'll I'll say this much: the best two Star Wars films are probably better than the best two James Bond films. But James Bond has such a body of work compared to Star Wars that you can you can enjoy your entire quarantine uh, with one British agent um, ruling your television set. So, yeah, there it is. There it is. I saw, like, quickly on this, if we, like, try to... Is I saw a question on Twitter, like, a week ago, and it was just, like, if you could do this, and it gave you, like, four things you had to choose, like, during your quarantine, what would you do of all these options? And one of the questions was, who, which director's filmography would you most want to sit down and watch during this this quarantine and you know like definitely tarantino is my favorite director like there i don't really i don't like i don't even think it's a debate for me but i've seen his movies so many times that like i don't even know that he would be my answer like i don't really plan to sit down and watch many of his movies over this like i i watched once upon a time in hollywood again but i've now seen it like four or five times so I think, like, I'm good for a few years, maybe. Like, you know, like, I'm good for now. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like, having said that, like, one of my thoughts was the Coen brothers, because I've only seen a few of their movies once. Actually, a lot of their movies I've only seen once. And I, I genuinely enjoy, you know, pretty much all of their films. So, like, that, like, just going back to you about Star Wars is, like, I, I understand where you're coming from on that, because you've seen it the most amount of times, but... Um, what would like would there would you have an answer to that? Like, is there a uh, is there maybe like a director's filmography you would want to sit down and watch the most? Wes Anderson, really? Eh, because you why. like him as a director, or because you haven't seen most of them, or have you seen most of them? I haven't seen any. Okay, like um, I was talking to if, one of our coworkers uh, back when you know we still had jobs to go to, and. Right. She was explaining to me that Wes Anderson was her favorite act uh, director, and started listing his films. And I'm like, oh no, I've heard of it, never seen it. And it was like, there's like six or seven films where it's like, I've definitely heard of that film. I've heard really mm-hmm. good things, and I've just never seen it, and never realized that they were all by the same guy. He, it's very much my issue with Wes Anderson is, I do really like him as a director. But what I would say with Wes Anderson is more so than any other director that I would consider, like, a a maker of films and not a maker of movies. So, like, I'm not including, like, fucking Michael Bay in this or something. But a maker of, like, films, he is very much, like, the most repetitive, for sure. And I will sort of say this, is if you've seen them one, you've... If you've seen one, you've sort of seen them all. But that doesn't mean that they're, like, bad. Like, they're definitely worth watching, and they're definitely entertaining, and you'll you'll appreciate them, and they're good. I would say the only thing is I would caution you to binge watch them because they get they would get stale back to back to back. I find they're all okay. very you, you've 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 seen the Grand Budapest Hotel, 
I have not. Oh, okay. Um, it's by far the best <laughs> of his movies. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like they're they're good. I think you'll kind of like them because it's a mixture of quirky and funny with like an actual like good script. I will say this: he doesn't have any bad ones, but they're just kind of also not incredible and they're not that separate from each other i guess i remember downloading uh life aquatic but i never watched it like i've got Mm. it somewhere i've just never seen it so yeah it's uh i like that one as well okay bill murray how can you not right so there's a few that just kind of blend together as all like the fucking darjeeling limited is very similar to a lot of the other ones he's done and like moonrise kingdom like i i literally can't tell the two movies apart really Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right, that brings us to our final category, which is TV shows. Um, this should be pretty cut and dry, I think. Uh, some heavy hitters, some great shows, but that just won't stack up, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the one seed, we got Seinfeld. The eighth seed, you got Friends. Two great long-running comedies, a lot of content there that you can watch. Yeah. Staples of the I've 90s. seen... Probably every Seinfeld episode like two dozen times over the course of my life. Like, I've definitely seen it more than any other TV show in existence. Uh, I have seen uh, probably not even every Friends episode. I've seen a lot of them multiple times. I I can... It's, it's a show I don't say this often because I know people love it. I can only watch like two at a time and that's it for me. It's kind of like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm not really sure why. It's just like it's another comedy show. I just can't watch it in succession for some reason. Okay, uh, that's fine. Like it's so. It's, it's like Seinfeld. Every, everyone has their things, you know. There it is, Seinfeld for sure. It's what are we talking about here? It's Seinfeld by a landslide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no interest to see all of the Friends episodes. Is what I'm getting at. There you go. Like I don't even care to to catch up on it. Good. Uh, the two seven seed. We got the Sopranos at two. I, I put House at seven because I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. But you could replace this with any of your Doctor dramas, your Grey's Anatomy, your Scrubs, etc., sure. etc. Et Ooh, Scrubs. Scrub. Scrubs. Fuck. Scrubs is a good fucking show. Um, Nurse Jackie. Doctor. Have you have you seen Scrubs? Uh, a few episodes. Like all. Like yeah, only a couple is what I mean. Yeah. Okay, it's 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 really good. It's a really underrated show. I, I I don't think it gets nearly enough love. I I'm gonna go with The Sopranos, but I think that's just because it's pretty well documented on here that I am like it's my favorite show of all time, um, probably anyway. Um, yeah, I I like House, but I rewatched it maybe a year ago or less, and. I'm kind of, I'll throw one on in the background, and even some of those are kind of stale to me at this point. So, I love it, but, um, it's sort of a, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Limited, you know what I mean? Like, I can only do so much of it, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, like, my favorite drama. Uh, I'm rewatching it currently with uh, with the girlfriend and uh, taking her through it, and just finished season five actually. Uh, but uh, so it's nice to watch someone else watch it for the first time because like, ooh, I know what's going to happen next, and you don't kind of thing. But 
Mm-hmm. Um, given that I've never seen The Sopranos the whole way through, uh, I'm going to go with Sopranos just because, like, this is that's the idea, right? This is what you want to do to kill time during a, a quarantine, and uh, I've seen house enough times to to know how that story ends so i always caution everyone with the sopranos is like you've seen all of breaking bad right which is the show we're getting to next um i think it's possible to tune out of breaking bad for maybe five minutes and get distracted and kind of come back in and not miss too much like as long as it's not at a crucial part of the episode you're, you're kind of okay my only thing with The Sopranos, I caution people when they watch it, you need to pay attention every single scene. And the problem is that a lot of those scenes are not crucial, but, like, the this isn't a spoiler alert, because this is a comment on literally the entire series. The lifespan of many characters, very short, uh, because it's a movie about the mob, so sometimes people just, like look at Tony the wrong way and they get fucking killed. Like, that's just kind of how, you know, the mob works. So there are plenty of characters who are very important for about four episodes and then they're dead. Uh, Basically, it's a show that it is binge-worthy, but if you only do, like, two episodes a day, it's gonna feel... Like, it's six seasons, it feels like it's 12 in a way. Because it's Mm. just, like, so much shit happens in the course of this series... Um, it almost mo- moves too fast at times, but it also doesn't really move that fast. It's I don't know. I find it's a good balance, but it's um, like even rewatching it, I they would mention a character, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? And I had to like kind of look it up afterwards and be like, oh yeah, that guy, because like you know what I mean. Like he you won't see him for two episodes, but he comes up by name, but you only right. knew him for three episodes, so it's like they're not like completely ingrained in your brain by that point is the only issue yeah that's fair uh, so yeah you gotta have a you gotta be ready to watch it when you watch it is all i'm saying no distractions no no outside you you might say if you're not in the mood don't just throw on an episode wait okay. till tomorrow fair enough yeah. uh the three verse six uh seed uh we've got uh, breaking bad at three and the 70s show at six yeah well breaking bad would be um, one of the maybe two series I would say uh, that would contend with The Sopranos for my favorite like drama series of all time. I've seen it many times. I I would say my issue is that I've seen both shows a lot of times. They don't grow stale. Uh, neither of them grow stale to me. I can watch them over and over again. But the but Breaking Bad is just more of a satisfying watch from start to finish. Whereas that 70s show takes a harder nosedive than probably any series that I've loved uh, after about 75% of the series. I think The Office takes a harder nosedive, I will say this. um, Which I'm sure sounds shocking to you as a That 70s Show fan, considering how aggressive the fucking nosedive it takes towards the end to know that it's not even as bad as it can fucking get. But, like, I'll say this about that 70s show, is the characters still kind of stay true to themselves a little bit. Like, a little bit. They don't completely go off the rails. But by season 8 of The Office, like, almost every main character from the first seven seasons is not even 
to like close to the same character anymore. Like they just completely start doing like shit that there's no reason for them to start doing it. Like it's just not something their character would do. They're not developed properly. It's like all of a sudden season eight comes and you're expected to believe that this summer completely changed all of the characters. And it's like, well, that's not how life works. I mean, unless you're in a fucking quarantine, it might change you as a person, I guess. I don't know. Uh, having not seen it, uh, that sounds awful. Um, yeah, no, it's... it's. There are other things that keep that show alive, and you can have the debate with Office fans. Like, I think they, they add characters for Season 8, which you would think is a bad thing, but arguably, like, the two characters that they add for Season 8 and 9 um, are probably the only reason that the show's still funny. It's a mm. very rare instance where they added people and they actually, like, worked out i think but um what do i know yeah this is tough anyway that 70 show yeah not not uh, not that for me breaking bad breaking bad yeah this is like 70 show was my show like i I will toss that on at any time any moment and just cruise um it's very good the first five seasons are very good there aren't many if any weak episodes in the first five seasons of that show (sighs) I also recently finished Breaking Bad. This is which is part of my mm-hmm. my conundrum here. Like I've I've recently watched yeah. it. It's not like I'm going to get much more out of it. I feel I I'm going to lean seventy show on this one. Okay. Um, which brings well, that brings us to our first John tiebreaker in quite a while, actually. Um, I don't like where that's going. No, John. John is a seventy show man. Yeah, there it is. Um. Yeah, I, uh, hard I, to argue with I would, Breaking Bad. Like that's if if you're someone who's a f- a fan of most of my takes, I would uh, definitely fucking caution you around season seven and eight of that that seventy show. But um, oh, hands down, it's I, it's I worth agree. a watch if you've never yeah. seen it. It's fucking really good. Yeah. Okay, that brings us to the four five seed, which is a, a pair of classic sitcoms uh yeah. the four seed the office which I, I i realize people at home are probably going like how is that a four seed it's seinfeld sopranos well, and breaking bad like that's here, three of yeah, the greatest shows of all here's time. the thing you're, you're talking about the best comedy series of the 2010s in the office up against like the second best sitcom of the 90s but like only because seinfeld is the greatest sitcom of all time like right. home improvement gets gets underrated in history because it came at a time where sitcoms like are were lightly fading out of the limelight like just very slightly because drama series became a thing more so on on main on you know what i mean network television so it's no it's no disrespect to home improvement that i would go the office um just in the sense that i think the office is a very rewatchable series there's a lot of subtle little jokes. There's a lot of jokes packed into one scene. They use a lot of different types of comedy, which I think makes it more interesting. Um, again, I would caution you that at the start of season six, it starts to go downhill, and season eight and nine are not even the same fucking television show. But uh, I'm going to go to the office, but I would say Home Improvement makes it a tough decision because I haven't seen the whole series and I have probably haven't watched an episode in 18 years. So. <laughs> 18 years? Well, That's fuck. Wild. Like, they stopped, they stopped putting reruns on TV in, like, 2000 and, well, I'll say maybe 2006. 
it used to be on, I would come home from school and there would be two episodes at like th- like 3 and 3.30 and I would watch those. And then like, they took them off the air and then Much Music started airing fucking the OC one episode every day at 3 to 4 and then I started watching the OC. There was a period of time where I want to say maybe 2011, 2012 that some random channel was airing home improvement reruns at like 3 in the morning. Was it that Deja View? I know they still air I, episodes of that. I don't think it was Deja. Like it was something weird. Like I never heard of mm. this channel before. Okay. And um so I I PVR'd a bunch of home improvement like back in the day. And so I guess I've seen more of it recently. Uh more recently anyway than than you have. I'm I'm going home improvement on this one. Um I absolutely love that show. Um and it'll come no surprise to anyone that uh, the tiebreaker is is John's favorite TV show, The mm. Office. So, there oh, it is. Is it really? I didn't know that was his favorite. I um, I I would say with Home Improvement as well that because maybe he didn't age so well because of his uh, personal life, uh, that it's very underrated how funny Tim Allen actually is i'll say is he still is funny um he's just uh, the perfect like sitcom dad it's it's great like he's you know i that's a top 10 is like sitcom dads we could even do and like i definitely think like tim allen is like top three easily all him time. and Kurt, him and uh, him and Red Foreman for sure. So. I yeah, those those would be the first two for sure that come to mind. Yeah, there it is. Uh, so that leaves us with the one verse six in Seinfeld and the Seventies Show. What you thinking? It's it's Seinfeld for me, just because I think all nine seasons are watchable, and I can't say the same about that Seventies Show because there aren't nine seasons, but also because um, they're like I just said, some of the seasons suck. Yeah, fair. Uh, Seinfeld for me as well. Just be on the simple mm-hmm. fact that I haven't seen every episode. Yeah, um, how much of it would you have you seen? Like maybe half of it, or do you think more than that? A little more, like somewhere between yeah. fifty and seventy-five percent. So it is one of those shows. Like, uh, like I'll go back to my comment when I say The Office isn't the same show anymore. Like season nine of Seinfeld is not the same as season one of Seinfeld. Like it's a different type of humor by that point. Um, what I'll say is that it's still funny, and the characters are still 100% true to themselves. So it's not like they tried to force this like unnecessary character development or anything like that. It's just that the humor gets a little more outlandish and fast-paced, but it's still good, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay, so that, uh, that puts Seinfeld in the finals. We've got The Sopranos at 2 and The Office at 4 in the other bracket. That's Fuck. a tough one. Now, uh, going back, like, because I, I, I haven't asked you really about this yet, is I know you haven't watched The Sopranos just because you haven't watched The Sopranos. Um, have you, wa- like, I can't remember, are you someone that has watched The Office and just doesn't, like, get it or doesn't like doesn't like the humor kind of thing, or you just haven't really sat down and, and given it a go yet? I, I don't find The Office funny. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I've I've seen a couple episodes of The Sopranos. I won't I won't sit here and say like I've seen enough to, you know, understand it. But I've well, seen enough of The Office where it's like this just to me is not 
it's not clicking. It's not funny. I don't really get the humor. Um, so, yeah. I'll say this about The Sopranos is like 85% of the first three seasons, 85% of each episode is very much just like a, a routine drama in the way that it's like directed and things like that. Like it doesn't get too fucking tricky with anything the first few seasons. There's not a lot of like super creative shots or anything like that. So like, you know what I mean? If you were to throw on a random episode, like it doesn't really give you the full effect and, and that's kind of, you know. It's hard to kind of go by what The Sopranos is when you just kind of watch a, an episode as a standalone sort of thing. For sure. Um, but The Office is very much like a... You don't really need to know what's going on to... to like, it's either you, you find the jokes funny or you don't. You know? And um, I, I... I The reason I'm asking all that is just because, like, is it... Is it... Um, like, what about it don't you find funny? Like, what is it that you you don't get? Or, sorry, that you don't, uh... Well, yeah, I guess that you don't get. Like, there's nothing wrong with not getting the humor. Just because you don't think it's funny doesn't mean that it's... You know what I mean? That if everyone else thinks it's funny, it, does, it doesn't make it funny. You know? You might be right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just... I... 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 Like... I, it's really hard to explain. Like, I... It's hard to explain something that you just don't get. Like, I'm sitting in a See, room like with people, a, they've you're got the, the one office I on, find it interesting. and they all start laughing at, like, a joke that, like, the the bald guy makes. And it's like, no, that, that really wasn't that funny. Like, I, I don't I don't get it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I will say this about The Office, is I think that there are a lot of aspects of the show that people find very funny that, that it's not... It's not the reason I like the show. Like, I think I like the show for different reasons than most people and i've still kind of yet to understand what it is like why you know what i mean why i find it so different than everyone else um because yeah i don't know like i was having the conversation with again like a former or not a former i guess a co-worker of one of ours uh the other day just texting them through this horrible life of self-isolation and 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 um told her that I found like season eight James Spader's character Robert California to be like the redeeming quality of season eight but I also know a lot of people who don't find his character funny and it's just like to me it's like but you'll still watch season eight and you still find like Stanley and Dwight and shit like they're still funny to you and they're like yeah well they're not funny anymore like they're different fucking characters so like I don't know. I, 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 the reason I find it interesting that you don't like that show is because I know you like mockumentaries, and I know a lot of people, excuse me, that have tried to get into that show that couldn't get past the mockumentary aspect of it. Whereas I know that's something that you like, so I know that that's not, like, the issue there. No, it's not. You know? I think part of a mockumentary, I used though... to think that was why you didn't like it, and then I, then I remembered, like, your, one of your favorite fucking comedy movies is Spinal Tap. Yeah, like I for me, right. I think like like the mockumentary like genre has to kind of make sense. Like it's got to be something mm -hmm. where it's like, yes, this would definitely like this could be a documentary. And for me, like I just I don't know. I don't. I like I get what they're trying to do, and I I'm not here to crap on the office. Like I know a lot of people that like it, and I'm not I'm not sitting here going like, yeah, you shouldn't watch that show. It's awful. I just like yeah, it's just not for me. But like yeah, like you talked about like that that character Dwight. I like mm -hmm. oh my god I've I've never watched a more annoying character in my life like I cannot mm -hmm. I cannot get past that guy 
So. Yeah, I, I, it's extreme. It's a lot of extremes, I'll say that, because Dwight is, you know, supposed to be, like, uh, just the genuinely, like, biggest pain in the ass the first, like, I don't know, th- two seasons, and then he kind of lightens up a little bit. But, like, um, it, it can be extreme, and I know a lot of people who maybe don't like uh, Steve Carell in it, whereas for me, and this is definitely contributes as to why I don't like season 8 and 9, is I, I think, like, far and away, Steve Carell is the funniest part of that show. I'm not, I'm not, like, dissing all the other characters, I'm not dissing, like, the rest of the show, but I am saying that, like, far and away, he is the funniest part of the show for me. And when he's not in a scene, I don't find it nearly as funny until, and then he comes back, you know what I mean? And then I like it better again. Sure. So, yeah. uh, I you like know, like, but I, I know just, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people find his character too cringy, and to me, like, that's why I find it so funny. It's because gotcha. he is, like, you know what I mean, Larry David, essentially, like, he's just, he's makes things so awkward and pushes like social norms so fucking far that it's just hysterical to me so you're, you're are you taking the office then is that your i will go the sopranos okay i mean it's my favorite show like it's it's gonna win out here like, like who are we kidding but okay yeah no it's it's the sopranos for me like I, it's it's just, just because it's up against a show i don't like like it's it's gonna kind of be an automatic for me i i think if I think it's binge worthy. You, you just got to be ready to go. That's all. Yeah. Like, uh, you, you know, you, going you back to what I said earlier, the tiebreakers you can't have. So it's uh, that's that's definitely one where that the ball's in your court, so to speak. So uh, on this next one, no, on 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 the Sopranos oh, office, yeah, yeah. like yeah, there's yeah. there's no way John was taking the Sopranos, right? So yeah, leaves us with the one two seed, uh, Seinfeld versus the Sopranos. I would still go the Sopranos. Like it's just if you're in the mood to binge watch it, it's incredible. It's just, again, like, if you're not fully attentive. And now, I think, is probably the best time to watch The Sopranos is because there's so few things in life to distract you right now. Like, we're literally just all at this point where we're sitting in our homes just waiting for this part of our lives to be over. And, you know, like, what the fuck else could there be to distract you when you're watching The Sopranos? Like, I think we've all kind of dialed back from our daily distractions a little bit now. And I, I think, like, if... Any if there's going to be any time to fully be attentive to a new show, it's probably now. That's a, that's a fair argument. I'll, I'll give you that, and I'll uh, I'll side with your arguments. Uh, the, the Sopranos, as far as a, a new show to watch, uh, is probably more intriguing to me than Seinfeld is. Uh, with the caveat that I think Seinfeld um, is probably the greatest TV show of all time, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. It's always hard for me to weigh strictly comedy versus strictly drama. Because, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, The Sopranos is funny as fuck, but it's stri- like, it's primarily a drama, whereas Seinfeld has, I don't think, a single serious moment in the entire series. It is, like, a very rare comedic show where it's, like, it's not like, it, it, it even winks at you, like, season seven it starts winking at you being like oh george is gonna get married now and things are gonna get serious and there's an episode where it like for like maybe 30 seconds you're like holy shit like this show might change a little bit and then then it doesn't you just find out that the characters are just pieces of shit and um it's never gonna get serious in any regard his fucking fiance dies at the end of the season and it's arguably the funniest moment of the series so 
Okay, that takes us to our uh, final four. We've got The Sopranos as the TV show winner at the two seed. We got the two seed James Bond coming out of the movie franchises category. You got the three seed out of the board games in Trivia Pursuit, and the one seed uh, in video games NHL 20. Um, let's start on the left hand side here. We're going to go TV shows versus movie. Couple of two seeds going at it. You've got. Oh, I see what you did here. It's like viewing versus games. Yeah, there it is. Uh, uh. You've got uh, <laughs> you got you got two weeks by yourself. Are you watching uh, the Sopranos or are you catching up on the James oh, Bond series? Wow, I didn't realize how tough that is. I okay. If we're talking what I would do, I'm going James Bond. Now. If what I if I'm recommending what I think other people should do is there is again I would love to have more people to discuss the Sopranos with because it's just like it's like an English major's dream like there's just so much interpreting to the series that you could really make but it's also like you know surface level just a good show for what it is too uh, so you can read into it if you want you don't have to read into it if you don't want you'll still enjoy it kind of the equal amount. So for me, like, I would just love to have other people to kind of talk about it with, because even if you don't really get into the drama aspects of it, there are certain parts of the series that are hilarious. The The episode in Season 3 called The Pine Barrens, um, where a couple of the main characters get, like, stuck in the woods. They try to kill this guy, and he gets away. And they're, like, trying to chase him down in the middle of winter in the fucking woods. Um, is the funniest drama episode of a series I have ever seen in my life, and it's not even particularly close. So, having said all that, I would love for people to talk about The Sopranos, um, but I would watch James Bond, because as I've mentioned, I haven't seen them all, and I, I guess I, in theory, could see them all, so. Yeah, um... I should note that... I had no issues revisiting the ones I have seen. Like, they're good, too. I should note that, that at, at this point in the bracket, uh, all bets are off. There's no more tiebreakers. For for me, it's James Bond, and, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing against The Sopranos, which is, you know, like a series that I, I really do want to watch. But with with James Bond, I, I give the edge because... For, for two reasons. Uh, one... There's a definite start, there's a definite end. So, like, you, you, you can watch a movie, and then if you want to call it a day, you can call it a day. Whereas, with, like, I find with TV shows, like, I find that I have a hard time walking away. So, like... Well, it's easier to bite off more than you can chew, right? True. Because when you think, like, that last episode went by fast, you know what, I can do one more episode. But it's, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and at, like, 2.20, you realize that, holy fuck, I'm tired all of a sudden. Yeah. You know? Or, like there's, it's, a, it's, or there's a huge Whereas, like, 2 o'clock in the morning... Yeah, well, and that's just it. it like, it's a little bit harder. I guess I, I understand that. Whereas, you know, with movie um, filmography, like, a, a lot of them don't end with, like, a, a, a crazy cliffhanger where it's like, holy fuck, you know, like... With movies, that's generally speaking not the best way to end a movie. So yeah, I'm I'm going. And my second reason for James Bond is that um, they're still making them. So it, it, for me, it's one of those things yeah. where it's like I'd like to get caught up on everything and say that I've seen them all, and then that way, if there's a a weird Easter egg or inside joke, 
uh, in a movie down the road, I'll, I'll understand it and I'll get it, and I can I can stay current with something that I'm interested in staying current with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the Sopranos, they're like they've talked about a prequel um, as a series. There is like next to no chance that you will see any single actor from the Sopranos reprieve their role in a Sopranos prequel just because of the logistics of it. Um, the only real way that that would work is if they do it in the style where it's like Better Call Saul, where it's like a prequel with like elements of a sequel like peppered in to like start an episode or something, you know what I mean? And, and seemingly combine them at the end. Yeah. That would be the only logical way that you're going to get more Sopranos content. They've talked about a movie, too. Um, again, it, it, it's if they do it, great. But it would kind of be the same way that Breaking Bad is like very limited on the potential for a sequel. Kind of, The Sopranos is the same. Um, but even more so, more difficult, because it ended 20 years ago. Well, not 20, sorry, 15 years ago. And the main actor is no longer with us, so... Hmm. Yeah, so for me it's James Bond. Yep, fair enough. And you're going. Well, I'm go- I went James Bond. Okay. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, I went. I went James Bond as well. It- it's again. I would strongly recommend The Sopranos, but if it's me personally, James Bond just makes more sense. I rewatched The Sopranos uh, not that long ago, and I'm considering doing it again because that's how much I like it. I've only seen the series front to back, I think, two or three times. Mm. So it's not like I, you know what I mean. I'm not really. You could quiz me on The Sopranos, and I wouldn't get perfect, that's for sure. Fair enough. So, Okay, in the other bracket, we got the one-seed NHL 20 taking on the three-seed Trivial Pursuit. I'm going to add a caveat here, because uh, I, was, I was curious. And uh, it is possible to play Trivial Pursuit online. So, if you're worried about mm. inviting your friends over and touching the, the same dice and getting the, the Corona... You can Shit. stay home, and you can do it from I, the PlayStation. Uh, I, knowing that now, uh, will not only say Trivial Pursuit, but also ask you, do you want to play Trivial Pursuit sometime? I've I've got many <laughs> versions. I would be down. No one wants to play me yeah. in my house. Well, see, that's the interesting thing, is because I think because it's online, and you can sort of download, like, different packages, I would assume... Um, that it kind of opens up the possibility to be much more interesting because of that. Um, because Chell does get a little repetitive. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I've sat in my house and literally played NHL from essentially the moment I got up to the moment I went to bed. Not so much since I've, be, you know, become an adult, but I definitely used to do that as a teenager. I don't think I'd have an issue doing it now, but I... I I've played more than enough of it in my life that I could definitely survive for a prolonged period of time without it. Um, I think Trivial Pursuit's probably a better time killer for me right now. Wow, we might be looking at the big upset here. Yeah. Um, I've got uh-huh. I've got Trivial Pursuit. Um, I've got like a rock and roll version. I've got a, a, a gambling version where you bet on if the other person's going to get it right or wrong. I've probably got five ooh, different ooh. versions of Trivial Pursuit in my house. My favorite board game. If there's a, if I got to kill, there's a, a version where you're at a casino and like they're asking you the questions and like a fucking waitress walks up to you and asks you if you want another drink. You can decide if you want to cash in your chips or if you want to go up to the hotel room and start 
drinking more beers. It's a great version of the game. That kind of sounds like a James Bond and, and, film, actually. And and then it turns into a first-person video game, essentially, where you can go out on the streets and like go to McDonald's nearby or do whatever you want to do. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> so it's just GTA. For sure. No, I'd, 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 I would play Chiller Pursuit in GTA as a GTA character, because you can do everything else anyway, mm. so... That is true. If if I've got, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm going Trivial Pursuit uh, or versions of it, like versions of trivia games, I should say. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. That's yeah. that's wild. I honestly did not see NHL 20 losing at any point. Well, I don't know. Like it's just generally speaking, there's probably more to move on a Trivial Pursuit game in terms of like possibilities. Like there's an endless amount of fucking facts out there. <laughs> Like, knowledge and shit. You know True. what I mean? Like, it's just, you can kind of, you can kind of, I'm sure, play versions of, of trivia games where it's, like, fucking science stuff and things like that that maybe you don't know that much about, and that makes it more interesting. All right, that brings us to our last category here, the finals. I should uh, I should say this, um, like, have you ever played Murder Mystery Party online? No. Maybe, maybe that's not what it's called. But it's like a trivia game. And every time you get a question wrong, instead of, like, eliminating you, it has this, like, hilarious, dark consequence. It's like a comedic sort of game, but it's, like, it's very, like, um, intense the way that it is. There's a, but it's just, like, uh... There's, a, there's like, a it's you just know, like, no Jack version of that that I've played. Yeah, like, that's, that's what it is kind of thing. So it's, like, um, um, you know, like, you, you, your consequence for getting something wrong, if, like, the whole group, like, gets it wrong... You have to, like, cut off a finger type thing, okay? Yeah. And so, like, you have to pick which finger you want to get cut off. And then the next question, you only, you have one less answer. And the answer that you have less is based on the finger you cut off. So you may have cut off your ability to even answer the right answer. I played that game. If you had cut off the wrong finger not knowing. Like, it, and it's, and it, like, there's so many hilarious consequences, but man, it's like... It's such like a hilarious twist on like a trivia game. I, I love it. I think it's great. I, I forget I forget exactly what it's called, but it's it's great. Yeah, I've I've played that game actually, so there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So many possibilities. Murder trivia party, that's what it's called. Hmm. I'm down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm down. There it is, the finals. We got James Bond and the two seed coming out of the the watchables bracket, and we got Chili Pursuit out of the playables Shit. bracket at the three. No wrong answers. I That's can say a tough that. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this is where the bracket. Like, I get that every, we were working up to this point, but this is where the bracket becomes problematic because it kind of depends. Are you in the mood to sit back and watch a movie and have a story happen, or are you in the mood to kind of like play a game and control your own destiny, right? So I think like there's no wrong answer. Like you pretty much like basically these are the two most fun things that you can do. Um, having said that, I think James Bond probably kills more time and gets you through the quarantine uh, more so than a trivia game does. Okay. That's fair. It, it definitely kills more time. Having said that, I'm probably more likely to play Trivial Pursuit in the coming days than watch any James Bonds. Now, can I propose watching uh, James Bond while playing Trivial Pursuit? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I feel like the the Sean Connery ones I probably won't pay attention to quite as closely as I did the first time I saw some of them. Um, Sean Connery being a fine actor, but there is 
perhaps no actor in the history of like of like major A-list famous fucking larger than life actors where you are more aware that you're watching that actor in any fucking given role than Sean Connery because he sounds the same all the time because of the way he talks and the way he is the general everything about him you're very aware you're watching Sean Connery which and which is a problem it now it takes away from his roles to me a little bit yeah that that's a problem now but in 1964 when he springs out as James oh, I'm Bond, not blaming them no, I'm just saying, yeah. like, it would be easy for me to multitask during a fucking Sean Connery movie is all I'm getting at. I expect you to die, Mr. Bond. There is no more ridiculous casting decision on the face of the fucking earth, the history of cinema, than the idea that they casted Sean Connery to play a Russian <laughs> fucking submarine <laughs> captain in the hunt for Red October. There's nothing more ridiculous. Like, that is the only example of, like... Wow, man, why'd they cast him? Couldn't they have cast, like, an actual Russian guy? Sure. Yeah, honestly, they should've. They should've. It's a terrible casting decision. He's a great actor. But the most bizarre casting decision <laughs> ever. Ever. And, like, fucking... Like, we've seen men get cast to play straight-up women and things like that. No, this is the weirdest. This is the weirdest, for sure. Alright, so, uh... So, Nick, we're gonna... We're gonna have you play a scientist... That's gonna break out of uh, uh, Alcatraz uh, in a film uh, to uh, extract a uh, a senior criminal. Yeah. Oh yeah, who's that played by? Uh, Sean Connery. Yeah, like, like what? <laughs> like it's it's just like if you told someone, I don't know, forty years ago. That eventually comedian Robin Williams would be cast in a movie where 95% of it he's playing a man in drag. Um, it would have sounded bizarre, but they did it, and it was fine. But when they said, you know what, we're going to cast a British guy to play a Russian guy, how hard could it be? It, 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 it worked, but only kind of. Like, yeah. yeah. Just barely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm so. Going James I think, it, I think it's I think realistically um, kills more time. Yeah, there it gets is. us back to real life that quicker. And you can like, you know, space wow. them out at this point. Watch a James Bond film a day because we might still be isolated by then. So, wow. Uh, for the record, uh, John had both of our final uh, categories wow. going out in the second round. Yeah, he's an idiot. So, shows what he knows. Yeah. So there it is. If you're if you're bored this quarantine season. Uh, <laughs> It's sort of amazing that out of all these things, what am I most likely to actually do now as a time killer? I'm not gonna lie; it's probably I'm probably gonna fire up a Pirates of the Caribbean in the next few nights. I'm not gonna First fucking lie. Exit. Nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just yeah. I don't know. I've been thinking about it for months. It's getting to be time. That's wild. The Black Pearl. Well, I hope you uh, hope everyone at home enjoyed the uh, what to do if you're quarantined and bored uh, March Madness breakdown. Uh, watch all 26 yeah. James Bond films apparently and after that um, we'll, we're probably going to do a Mystery Alaska movie commentary in the coming days um, we're not super concerned about doing it that close together to this episode because um, this episode gets old uh, if life goes back to normal soon but Mystery Alaska still remains a a, a movie. It is. 
that, so, that it is. You know what I mean? Conceivably, um, we Sur- can just I'm do that su- whenever. Surprised so. that Mr. Leska did not get a franchise of its own, uh, Brutes? No. Have you have <laughs> you seen the movie? <laughs> I like. Don't get me wrong. It, um, as far as hockey movies go, and don't like this will become a hot take conversation once we get into it on the on the actual movie commentary episode it's not among the worst in fact it's one of the best for sure but it's still not have excellent. we ever done like a top 10 movie like hockey movie list no and and it needs to be saved for the right time because i i probably have some takes that people aren't gonna like necessarily episode. That'll be what uh, that'll be what kills our podcast is when I finally break the news to everybody that I don't care for the Mighty Ducks in any way, shape, oh, or form. You. Um, yeah, not even ironically. I don't even join us even. Uh, in three months. Mystery. Oh, I was going to say, join us Go in ahead. three months when we do the Go sequel ahead. to this. Uh, the categories, of course, which alcohol to drink, uh, chores that need done. Um, activities that don't involve mm-hmm. snow and uh, books. I don't know. Um, I guess in theory we could do like a top ten series of just like shorter episodes where we just do like the top ten alcohols to drink because that was the one that stuck <laughs> in my mind when you said it. Um, you know what I mean? Not not even that. We could not even like recommending what other people should should do. The top ten alcohols that we've drank since the start of the fucking. Since the start of the 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 self isolation, because I guarantee you, like two three weeks from now, um, my list will contain ten items. I think I'm already at like five. Not saying I've binge drank all of them, like I haven't, but I've I've you know, I've mixed a few things. I have not. Yeah, man. I had an iced coffee with Frangelico in it last night. Hmm. It was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Alright, well that uh, that's laced up, I, I guess, for this bonus episode. Um, don't uh, don't come near us if you see us. Uh, if you're feeling sick, go go see someone. Um, mm. Yeah, I will say on like a on a real serious note, um, is just like kind of my opinion, and I'm sure everybody's been preachy to you on your social media already, but um, is genuinely that you know don't. Don't be going out for non-essential things. I, I just I, I don't really get the point um, in in people really like people just don't seem to understand it. Like I, I understand that the likelihood of your friends and your loved ones probably carrying the virus is quite low, but it's not really a risk that I think we should be taking at this point. The sooner that we all kind of get on board and just do nothing for now. Um, the sooner we can go back to doing the things that we love and hanging out with the people that we want to hang out with freely. There it is. So, yeah, there it is. Stay inside. Don't do much. Don't get a, don't get together with people you don't need to get together go, with. Go for a walk. Exercise the legs by yourself. Mm-hmm. Having said all that, James will be coming over to watch this movie in a few days. Accurate. <laughs> Probably. We'll see. I don't know, I'm trying to figure out, like, a, a good way for us to do that not in the same room as each other, but it it might get a little difficult. We'll see. Okay. Alright, well, that's uh, yep. that's that. Tweet, tweet us with okay. all the things that we did wrong on this uh, bracket. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I wrote an article um, this week, the top 20 moments of the Toronto Maple Leafs last 20 years. Uh, kind of allowed me to dig deep and and get nostalgic about things. And if you read the article, it's actually kind of funny how even when I'm remembering the 20 greatest memories I have as a Leaf fan, uh, that even some of them, it's like, there's like a <laughs> there's like a caveat at the end where it's just right depressing. Like one of them is Phil Kessel's game winning goal in Game Six against the Bruins, and it's like yeah. And then you know maybe if we would have just lost this game, Game Seven doesn't happen. But true. <laughs> at the time, at the time it was a and nice. And for moment. anyone uh, curious, uh, your favorite moment was uh, number twenty one on Brutes' list. So there it is. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. Stitcher, um, Stitcher I'll, I'll see him, man. Anything else that still exists? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know what? You've got time to find us if you don't know where to Google. find us. Put still it that works. way. Yeah. Cool. Okay. See ya. Okay. Good night. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. Get me out of here! Just eat that! Leave us alone! I could sleep, I could sleep, I could sleep, I could sleep, when I lived alone, is there a ghost in my house, I could sleep, I could sleep, I could I could sleep When I lived alone Is there a ghost in my